Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, that one got a little tight last night. The Bills were comfortably in control, up two scores going into the fourth quarter, and then the Bucks go on what felt like a 100-play drive that gained about 60 yards and ends up scoring. They had a shot at a what would have been a game-winning Hail Mary, but it fell short in the end zone. If Chris Godwin had just really turned his body around a second sooner, they would have had the win of the year, but didn't happen. Buck, uh, Bucks lose. Bills escape with a win. How come the Bills defensive backs just tackled every Tampa Bay receiver? Have they ever been coached at all? Like, who's coaching this defense? And <laughs> I thought offense was the problem. <laughs> yeah, the head coaches who's coaching the defense. The defense is a bit of a shell of itself because of all those injuries. But you're right. You know what it reminded me of in the end zone? There were so many Bills players just, like, on the ground it was almost like, you know, EJ loves comic book movies. It's like when the superhero punches out like five <laughs> guys with one punch and they're all just like the, the henchmen are all just laying on the ground. I thought you were going to go with Ken Burns' Civil War documentary <laughs> where it's fields of, yeah, a little darker for me. Yeah, thank you, Prof. Uh So anyway, Bills do get the win. So a little bit of a, okay, maybe they're back because Josh Allen had a very typical Josh Allen game. You guys know I'm a big time Bills fan. It didn't do that for me. It was great to see the offense playing better. It was great to see them get a win if you're a Bills fan, but this does not put them any closer to being a Super Bowl contender. If that was an actual good team on the other side with the Tampa Bay Bucks, this would most likely have been a loss. I, that was, I don't agree with because they, they should have won, what, 42-7? to seven? Probably. I mean, if you're at the goal line, and this has happened now a couple times, the Bills have not figured out the goal line, which I, I feel like should be one of the easier places to score from. And I'm talking about the one-yard line right in front of the end zone. Instead of having six foot five Josh Allen, who's 280 pounds, they decide to put him in shotgun and throw a pass that probably should have been a pick six. And they leave points right. on the field in a way that is, when you play the better teams, you're, it, you're never going to be able to win. Right, but they also were really conservative last night. They had a bunch of fourth and shorts in Tampa Bay territory where they decided to punt the ball. They outgained him by almost 200 yards. Their offense was nearly perfect. He was 7-13 or on third down. They could have scored way more points if they needed to. See, I didn't mind the conservative play in the second Uh, half because you got to play the game you're in. That's the problem with the Bills at times. They, They don't play their opponent. They play themselves. Like, 
you play the Jets when Aaron Rodgers goes out after the fourth play, you got to change your game plan a little bit. You're playing the New York Giants who are coming in with a backup quarterback. You got to change the game plan a little bit. So at least they understood this time you can play conservatively with a two-score lead, but it did get tight at the end. Well, it's funny because Tampa Bay said, we're going to make Josh Allen drive down the field. We're going to give him a bunch of eight-yard passes. Uh, Teams have been doing this all over the NFL. You saw the Jets did that to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. They're like, Go ahead, have an 18-play drive. Eventually, you're going to screw it up. Just no explosive plays. Last night, Josh Allen finally settled into that and didn't try for the explosive plays. You're right. That's a good thing. But uh, I don't know. If you make Josh Allen do that week in and week out, I think eventually he'll make a mistake. That's the fear with the Bills. Well, of course. And he did have one pick uh, that did set up the score for Tampa Bay. Um Josh Allen talking about his shoulder. Can we hear that, please? Because it is sore, but they get a, a little few extra days before they play the Bengals. Took a little little fall on it and um, just felt a little funky about it. But, you know, just trying to keep it warm and keep it loose. I'll be sore for a couple days, but we'll be fine. All right. So uh, he also said that when he did hurt it, he thought to himself, oh, crap. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Never want your quarterback thinking, oh, crap, about well, their shoulder. I mean, would you say the Bills need Josh Allen to go anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> because he's their best runner. He's their best passer. He's the entire... He might be the real MVP of the league. I'm not sure. I guess Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, but is there any team that is more dependent on their quarterback to do everything? Mahomes a little bit, but Mahomes has a lot going on there in Kansas City. Buffalo is only Josh Allen. What do you think their record would be without him? I mean, I saw Kyle Allen warming up last night, and at least he said Allen on the back of his jersey, <laughs> yeah. but that's the best thing going. <laughs> I, I think that might be the biggest drop-off. I think Lamar's in the same boat a little bit. They need him. He does everything. Mahomes. I, even Jalen Hurts is not as valuable. I think See, Josh Allen is the most valuable player. I, I still think the Ravens have shown they can still make the playoffs even when Lamar Jackson misses games. They can't win a Super Bowl, of right. course. Right. They went 2-2 two and two last year without him, and then they lost in the wild card. Lost in the wild card, but their defense is so good. You take Josh Allen off this team with yeah. the injuries they have on defense right now, this is a five-win team. What are the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes? They're probably okay. Um... You know, he got hurt in the playoffs, and was it, who is it, Chad Henney at the time stepped yeah. in and did well? I think the team that actually would be able to withstand a quarterback injury the most is actually the Dolphins. Uh, not because mm, of, not because I'm such think... a Mike White defender who's the backup, but because the run game, you can get the ball to Tyree Kill. I don't think you have to be the MVP of the league to get the ball to Tyree Kill. But they really struggled last year when Skylar Thompson was They almost the... beat the Bills in a playoff yeah, game. But in the regular season, they're, they, they really struggled when Tua went out. I think, I think they're better. They've guarded against that a little bit more now, don't you think? Nope, I don't. I, I I think Tua is maybe underrated. He blew me away in that Eagles game. The one team, the Chiefs with Andy Reid, he's always done incredibly well with backup quarterbacks. I that Which speaks to Patrick Mahomes. I think he is partly an Andy Reid product. That sounds like wow. a huge insult. He's You're no wrong. Patrick Mahomes lands in Detroit or lands somewhere else. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I think Andy that if Reed, Patrick Mahomes was in Buffalo, the Bills would have a Super Bowl right now. Maybe, but they're right near a Super Bowl anyway. If he, he lands, in, are they? <laughs> you just said that they're the one team I mean, that if the quarterback goes out, they would not. I, I think they'd be a five-win team. Josh well, Allen won, does everything for them. They've won thirteen games multiple times. I'm saying if he went to Arizona or Detroit or one of these lesser teams, Andy Reid. Trust me, if if Patrick Mahomes goes down tomorrow, he's going to get a. Uh, a backup, but we don't even know who it is to be really good. He always does. Well, we know that the Bills could not withstand real injuries to Josh Allen, and so that was a little bit of a nerve-wracking moment last night. Uh, meanwhile, on the Bucks, on the other side, listen, it's a wrap for Todd Bowles, I think. 
he's a great defensive mind and a great defensive coordinator, but the, the it's so conservative. It's <laughs> so conservative. Like I just I think it's got to be infuriating to have just watched basically a very similar team with Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. Like pretty similar team. And now watch this. It's like, and I know Baker well, Mayfield's not Tom Brady. I get the rising tide lifts the boat. That's a there. pretty big difference but right there. I'm talking about 45 year old Tom Brady. Like this, this is this should be the bones of a very good team, and and they're not. They had 11 penalties last night. Like it's not just the fact that they don't have Tom Brady anymore. They also do a lot of dumb things. Well, they were pretty bad last year. What were they? Eight and nine. I know they made the playoffs, but they they are similar. They're three and four now. They're not so dissimilar from last season. Two years ago, the offensive line was a little more put together. Yep. They were healthy. They were younger. Their defense is is okay. They're not great either. I think Josh Allen picked them apart pretty easily. Yeah, he did. Uh, so, Bills get a little uh, mini-buy that the Bengals come up next. Uh, as for the Bucks, their next opponent... Uh, I mean, listen, they're still going to be alive in the NFC South. It's got to uh, be. A, it's it's always Atlanta. No, okay. it's the Texans. Yeah, yes. they have. I, I thought the Bucks could tank maybe. They have nothing but easy games. It's going to be a little bit hard. Um, one thing that the Bucks do have going for them, they are not Michigan football right now. Michigan football is in the middle of it with a sign-stealing scandal where every day, Perloff, you get another drip or drab or news item yep. or something coming out. So yesterday we found out that the NCAA is like on campus doing an investigation. So, I mean, Keystone Cops a little bit, but it's a headline for sure. I don't know how, you know, the NCAA seems a little toothless right now, but they are on campus doing an investigation. Then later on in the day, we get this from Yahoo, which is TCU in the game they beat Michigan in the college football semifinal that they not only got the heads up from multiple Big Ten schools that Michigan's sign-stealing was more robust than any other team they'd faced, TCU went as far as to institute dummy play calls during that game just to throw Michigan off the scent, and what happened? TCU, as a touchdown underdog, ends up winning that crazy game. Yeah, I mean, that looks bad. I will give you that. (laughs) You know, it's funny because Yahoo used to break all the recruiting violation stories. They've had nothing to do since NIL came (laughs) back, and now they're back. They're like, oh, finally we can sink our teeth into something. I just want to warn you right now, the big picture is if a lot of schools do this, even if Michigan pushed it further, that's a problem for the sport. Because if you lay down the hammer, then what if – what if Alabama sent one scout one time? You got to lay down the hammer everywhere because if it's a rule, it's a rule. Well, here's the thing. I think that somebody wanted to make an example of Michigan, right? As you like to say, if you're going to cheat, you can't get 100. Yeah. That's going to be giving it away. They went a little they went too far obviously. It, the second they laminated something, they were in big <laughs> trouble and they laminated some sort of signal sheet. I know. Obviously, who laminates something? You can never rip it up. Like, you can rip up the evidence. You can't flush it. I always think that I should laminate more things. When there's an important, like, password or something, um, I say, honey, we should get this laminated so we don't lose it. Yeah. Like, you can't lose something with lamination on it. Yeah, I know. And then it's foolproof. Yeah. Uh, like a Waffle House menu or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but honestly, the fact that he did laminate that says, like, this is a big operation. Had to go down to Kinko's. Oh I mean, come on, a lot of effort here. This is like, that's that's your whole Tuesday afternoon. Um, also, you- the spreadsheet involved with Connor Stallions, you know, every we don't work in a real kind of corporate place, but my <laughs> wife does. And anyone who can do really good things on Excel is incredibly valuable. I think we're underestimating how good of an organizational guy. All those signs he steals, that's a lot of work. 
to make those signs into something oh, reasonable, right? This, this guy's a former Marine. I mean, he was organized, a lot of information, and relaying that information that he stole to the team, and therein lies the no-no, stole. especially if he was uh, videotaping it. Stole. Stole seems like a strong word. Well, listen, this is this is why this scandal is so funny in some ways, right? I'm sure it's not funny to other college football coaches, but it is a little silly because we don't know exactly how impactful it is. All I know is that I don't think Michigan would be laminating things if it didn't matter. And I don't think TCU would have gone out of their way in a college football playoff semifinal to institute dummy play calls if they didn't think they were getting an advantage. I thought it was funny. You know, Deion Sanders had a quote the other day that said, hey, I can mail you my game plan. You still have to try to stop me. And an anonymous uh, staffer on a rival team said, man, I can't wait to play Deion then. Because if he's not changing his signs or if he's not taking this seriously, well, the rest of college football is taking this very seriously and very paranoid about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Dion is actually in the playbook. I think Sean Lewis is doing all the game planning on that side of the ball. So I don't, anyway, regardless of that, I like the quote from the Ohio State Defense Report. 75% of the nation is using some sort of sign stealing thing. Now the thing is, it's not illegal to steal signs because you can watch you all twenty two yeah. and get information. So in my mind, also teams should be changing signs anyway, right? Because you're doing it in the open. They should be, but I guess what's funny about that? Well, you can't go videotape ahead. That's like what the crux of right, this right. investigation but, but is about. But people have said you could get a ton off the TV, sure. almost ninety yep. percent of what you need. You can get a lot of it off of television. So meanwhile, you got. Michigan now with other teams and programs kind of piling on. And if this was a third-party investigator investigation who got all the info and was tipped off about this. So Ohio State boosters. Man, I got to tell you, I'm more excited for this Michigan-Purdue game than I ever would have been otherwise. (laughs) It's uh, a referendum for sure. I don't think Purdue's the right opponent here. If we had Ohio State-Michigan this week, then it would be something. Oh, that game, that is already generally the game of the year. If they both go in with a chance to go to the Final Four, this is really the game of the year. No offense to all these Colorado games. Who's not going to watch that game? To see the the drama, uh, the signs, everything is going to be fantastic. Bad blood of getting just even worse here with Michigan. So, okay, we got Bills last night and Bucks uh, game that came down to the wire, weirdly, uh, with a, a botch fail Mary at the end by the, by the Bucks. You've got this Michigan scandal, which takes yet another step towards the ridiculous, and that is not going away. We also have a conversation about music that's been happening this morning because Connor Bedard, the um, phenom for the Blackhawks, had no idea who Pearl Jam was. So that got us into a conversation about other things that young people might not know, and we did some research. So I asked my 13-year-old daughter, Lucy, have you ever heard of MTV? She responded, sort of. It, like, showed music on TV, right? Question mark. And (laughs) then I... I then I said, have you heard of the band Pearl Jam? She said, I think you have mentioned it. But other than that, no. Mm, That's not good. And we have a poll up? We have a poll up. So we asked the question simply, have you ever heard of Pearl Jam? (laughs) And then we put in parentheses, and if you haven't, leave a reply with how old you are. Which may be weird, but whatever. We did it. It's already out there. So um, 98.9% say yes. (laughs) 1.1% say no. There are two replies, so at least two people voted saying that they do not know Pearl Jam. One said they were 43. No. Another person, I think he misunderstood the question. I think he just put his uh, age in there. Older than Eddie and not, not Haskell. 
Okay. So that was a joke. Yeah, that's an old time joke. Eddie Haskell, I think, is from Leave It to Leave Beaver. Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we we really need to put this actually out on. I think Twitter is the wrong medium. I think we need to put this on our TikTok yeah, somehow. That, that'd be an interesting experiment to see the poll result on TikTok. I bet on TikTok it's probably ninety nine percent to one percent the <laughs> other way because everyone on TikTok is under the age of ten. I wonder if we send that poll in a letter. How it would <laughs> Yeah, it's a carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah, an old fashioned. Region. We could do a <laughs> we write an op ed to the newspaper. We could call home phone. See, uh, excuse <laughs> me, ma'am, have you heard of Pearl Jam? Hey, wait. By the way, last night in the game, Al Michaels said, uh, "Don't turn that dial." As oh. they were going to commercial break when it was a one-score game. And I was like, don't turn the dial. That's an old one, even <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah, don't come leave Amazon and go back to TV so you can watch a Syracuse game and the Sixers game. <laughs> yeah. So annoying again last night. This I'm is, sorry. This is Perloff's personal hell. I'll well, be honest, I'll agree with Perloff. It is annoying. Because for me, I had to turn on my Xbox to have Amazon Prime on. Yeah. So then every time I want to go back to the basketball game, I have to switch my input to go to my cable to watch the basketball game. And it's just like, and yes, I know I have an iPad. It's literally right here. And I could have just pulled it out. But I, I, I came home from teaching last night. I didn't have time for that. I wanted to sit down and watch any oh. of these games. And that was it. You know, I forgot. We actually have a good focus group of young people right with your journalism class. That is true. Yes. Ask them if they've ever heard of Pearl Jam. That'll be their homework this week. <laughs> have you heard of Pearl have Jam? Have you ever heard of Pearl Jam? Also, make sure your pitches are better than this week. <laughs> well, what's the journalism class you teach? I teach video fundamentals. So, yes, okay. a radio guy is teaching people how to do video. But that More comes multimedia? Back to, yeah, that comes back to a TV background. So, yeah, we're teaching them today. They had to update their pitches for their final story for our mock broadcast. They did a very good job this week. Very pleased. We had a... We had to upgrade from last week. It was too many ideas, not real pitches. Wait, did were... you have to like throw the book at them? Like, are you a hard ass teacher? No, I, most people from my, I've only, this is my second year teaching. Last year, my students, because I had no idea. I teach the whole year. I had no idea how they felt. They yeah. said that I was one of the nicer, more mm. understanding teachers. Well, that sounds right. Which I don't know. Like, if you're a head coach, though, and like, do you want to be known as the, the oh. nice coach? You get kind of run over, and you're, eventually you no. get thrown out. You're a player's coach. Well, I'll yes, tell you right now. Definitely <laughs> a player's coach. My father-in-law is a professor. If you hand out A's, you're going to get great reviews, and you're going to get a lot of money as a professor. So, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, everyone knows the game. That's why yeah. colleges are kind of a joke now, because the professors who give out more A's get better reviews and get rehired. Just keep going here. That's so this. funny. I didn't feel like when I was in college, I was leaving a review for any of my professors. Yeah, it's a Yelp era. Yelp? Yeah, it basically is. It's a huge... And EJ, yeah. what you're talking about, that's a real deal. Like, teachers need good reviews. A's yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I was really nervous because it was my first year teaching. So, like, basically, the students said I was an unprepared loser. I would have been gone. I wouldn't <laughs> be back this year. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is a big deal. And they have to take it seriously. We have to do it in class. We have to take class time to do it. We can't let... We don't want to send them away because wow. there's a thought that oh if you send them to do it on their own they won't actually do it now actually be an advantage for a professor so it's it's a big deal yeah by the way can i just speak for everybody when i say kids today well college is now awful i don't know if you guys got that memo but it's a terrible place everybody gets a's and it's become a total joke that's oh, wow. what that's what i'm hearing out on the street well, it's, it's not my, my students because every time they talk to me they complain about how their other professors are hammering them with work in well, tough situations good thing it's not expensive or anything uh p you yeah. wanted to say something Oh, no, I was just agreeing with everybody. Yeah, there you go. Eight five five two one two four cbs Nope. Thank Bel you, Pete. Bilotti is old You're school. You're welcome. Be week. We, we, learned, uh, <laughs> we learned more about how old school Pete Bilotti is. Yes. We're going to have to save that. Oh, yeah. I was shocked. 
we're still all, I mean, we've known each other for a while, Pete, but I'm still like really getting to know you. Did mm -hmm. not see this coming out of you. Oh, the, uh, the. Don't say it. We're going to save it. I'll save it. Wait, though. I don't even know this. I can't wait. Neither Pete Pilate, old school. It is crazy to me because anyone who's a fan of the Dan Patrick show knows that there was another Danette named Todd Fritz. I swear you're the exact same person as Todd <laughs> Fritz. It's that. uncanny. I am, actually. Do you know him? Separated no. at birth. Uh, he's the world's biggest Hall Notes fan. I don't know if you're, Todd is. And get the sense that you work in the same uh, music milieu. But we didn't break it down. Does he like Hall or Oats? Yeah. <laughs> Big he question. Like, that one Oats solo album is his favorite. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> uh, okay, a lot more to do, including we got trade deadline stuff. We got the one NFL game that is going to be the most telling this weekend. There are no teams on buys this week, so everybody is playing, and this is the most important game of the weekend. We'll tell you which one next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Fairfield by Marriott is the official hotel partner of the NCAA. With over 1,000 locations around the country, you'll always have the home field advantage. Visit Fairfield.com to book your stay. On the slate this weekend, Maggie 6-1 Oregon Ducks go against the 6-1 Utes in Salt Lake City in a likely national championship elimination game. Isn't that funny that Utah is still in the picture? Meanwhile, number one ranked Georgia travels to Florida for a classic clash with the Gators, Utah, if Utah gets to the Final Four this year without their starting quarterback all season long, that would be a story. That'd be amazing. That'd be like a Kyle Whittingham put him on some kind of Mount Rushmore. Yeah, so their quarterback is a, a, was on the farm, Bryson Barnes, just a, a month ago. It's incredible. I thought he worked at Lowe's. Wasn't that the story uh, or Home Depot I, or something? Am I making this up? I think he was a pig farmer at one point. <laughs> this is the legend of this dude. Just keeps <laughs> growing and growing. It's like, did you hear he once saved a burning kindergarten? Yeah, he's definitely. He's a pig farmer. That, that's amazing. Uh, this would be a great story. I Honestly, the Oregon has no excuse to lose to a backup quarterback with Utah. I, I think I want to see an Oregon Washington rematch. Yeah, I think you, everybody does. You lost your first game there, but that would be super fun. Yeah, but I kind of like this Utah team a lot. Oh, they're fun. They're fun. I like a guy who's got an off-season job. It's like a throwback, you know. Well, before athletes just got paid all this money, it's like sometimes you had to have a summer job. And I like their quarterback had to work at Home Depot or where at Lowe's or whatever. It's great. Yeah, he's hard work, and actually everyone never hurt anybody. And the guy can I mean at least he can run. He's obviously not going to pass like Cam Rising would have. Such a funny year. The Pac-12 and it's it's last year has all these good teams and they're cannibalizing each other. Of course. I know. It's the final send-off. Yeah. Like, this is the deepest conference in the country yeah. but before disbands. And Pac-12 always finds a banana. They it might be the best year they've ever had and they could get nobody in the final four for that very reason. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh 855-2124-CBS. So we found out how just how old school Pete Bellotti is. I didn't know this about you, Pete. Oh boy. Bogish tipped me off, so take it up with him. <laughs> <laughs> what a good friend I am. I just totally outed Bogish. I knew it would be coming from him, though. You don't use GPS? I use GPS. I just, was I told you do not use GPS. I use it at the wrong time, so. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like you, so GPS, Bilotti apparently not a big fan. You just, I, what do you have, like a map? or like oh, a, I, I don't use a map. I just, <laughs> I don't use GPS at the right times. Like this morning when I got stuck in an hour of traffic delay. Okay. The the right time for GPS is every time you get in your car. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know. 
I'm used to just turn on the radio yeah. and going. <laughs> my, I'm not going to say people in my life, my in-laws, okay, do not trust GPS and they think they're smarter than GPS. <laughs> oh, that'll get. And my, actually, my parents do too. I'm not like that. I just get in the car and go. That's my thing. Okay, but your parents and your in-laws that would qualify as old school. Pete's not old enough to be old school. You should be solidly in the GPS generation. Well, I use it. I like I said, I use it, but I should use it at. Appropriate time. Every morning when you wake up and get in the car, you have to turn it on, right? Maggie, Must. you drive every morning. I do. Do you use the GPS every morning? Every single time. And it actually led me astray the first time. It took me the wrong way and cost me like an extra 15 minutes. And so I, I still know. use it and I just don't follow the directions, but I still use it. Well, I will say this. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I will say, say this. I turned on GPS after the fact this morning and it almost yeah, sent me to late. Jersey. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> it's because you mess with it. You gotta, you gotta have it on from the moment you leave. Well, yeah. GPS, there are shortcomings though, and we all yell at it. In New York City, they're like, "Get off at this exit," except that exit takes an hour and forty-five minutes to get off because everybody else is trying to get off of that exactly. exit. Exactly. So okay. that's what happens. Tillery Street. There are limits. Uh, I, by the way, my GPS leads me right into some gigantic tunnel traffic here in the morning. So it's, it doesn't always work. Okay. I put the GPS, though, over our brains like 99% of the time. And you can't see what they see. Yes. Even your brain, like they know what's coming. Even that traffic might be better than the alternative. No, 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 no. They, some, GPS does have limits. They don't totally understand the street. Well, and I think now, too, they also are trying to divert traffic. Like they yeah. purpose, like if you and I can start from the same spot and get different directions because they are trying to break people up and not have everybody together in the... So, like, there's, there is that. They're outsmarting themselves. Yeah, and I hate the idea, too, like, to save me 90 seconds, I'm going to make 19 different yep. turns. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that, too. But it's got it. When you need to be somewhere and you don't know what's coming in front of you, it's got to be on. They give you an option. Do you want the less turns now? Do they really? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a new thing. It's they have great. a thing now where also it's not just less turns, but I have an electric car, and so it's like save you battery life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you guys use cool. I guys, never take that option. No, it's very frustrating. <laughs> Do you guys use a GPS to walk ever? Yeah, all the time. I do. Yeah. I, I always find the GPS can never find where I am. So it's always thinking I'm heading the wrong way on the street. So I end up, that's a little tricky. Does anyone run into trouble no, with that? This is what happens when I use GPS to walk. So, you know, we get kind of accustomed to a certain lifestyle a little bit in New York where you walk everywhere and it's meant for walking. I will always find myself in another city and I'll use the GPS to walk. And I'm like, oh, I'm in Houston. This is just a mile and a half down the road. I'll walk. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking on the side of a six-lane highway. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to die. So I was in South Florida two years ago for the NABJ, National Association of Black Journalists. And the hotel where I was staying was not too far from the convention center. It was probably about a 20-minute walk. And every time, everybody's been taking shuttles. But yeah. by the second day, I'm like, you know what? Like, all, all you country folk are taking shuttles. I'm walking. Like, what is this? And, like, how bad could it be? Not only <laughs> did I underestimate the walk and what it was going to walk me on, like the highway, like these windy roads that don't have a sidewalk, I also underestimated Florida humidity in <laughs> August. <laughs> oh, full suit. Amateur. <laughs> I mean, come on. And walking on like the side of some side road where there's no sidewalk. There, I probably crossed alligators that I didn't see because it was at night. I mean, it was Wait, a do you realize you underestimate the heat and humidity in August in Florida? You basically just said, I underestimate the sun. Right. Like, how dare you? Well, it was nighttime. It wasn't even, it wasn't even, oh. the sun wasn't even out. <laughs> Doesn't but just, matter. But yeah, it did, it did not matter. Trust me. <laughs> I learned the hard way. I yeah. came back. My, my girlfriend, she ended up coming down at that point in time and she was like, 
you look ridiculous. <laughs> like, I look like Sean Miller on the sidelines coaching Pitt with all this, the sweat stains and everything. I mean, I look insane. Like, I just jumped in a pool, actually, yeah. on the yeah, way that, here. That I'm feeling refreshed. had to be just, like, disinfected and thrown into acid. I couldn't just give it to dry cleaning. I'd stop telling that story. It doesn't make you look good. <laughs> I would not tell the National Association of Black Journalists that you underestimated the heat in August. Like, I don't know if they'll invite you back. Now, I, one time, the first time I ever used any type of GPS... I was going to New Jersey, and I had parkways off. So it kept telling me to get off every exit. So that took me about... <laughs> took me a little Wait, while. you turned, like, there's a setting where you don't, don't go Don't take the, the highway? And this one, it was don't take the highway. And I didn't know it was off. Well, that's your fault, not theirs. Well, I didn't know. It was the first time I was using it. <laughs> and, and that I, scarred you for life. They wanted me to get off at every exit. Wow. Man, we got we to get our weight up here as a show. <laughs> Technology's winning, and we're losing. Bogus is here with headlines. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their first two games this season. Now they've lost four of their last five after last night's 24-18 L in Buffalo. But don't worry, Todd Bowles still has his teams back. My faith in these guys have never wavered. I'll take them anywhere. I'll take them down the alley. I'll fight with them any kind of way. I believe in them wholeheartedly. We believe in ourselves as a team, and we know we'll push forward and get better. He's about their faith in you. Yeah, I was like, yeah. is that the way this is working? <laughs> <laughs> yes, would... you might have faith in them. Do they? Okay. Uh, they like better plays, as in if you're going to try and lure the other guy offside, the center at least needs to have his hands on the football as if a snap is coming. Uh, the Bucks were down 24-10 in the fourth quarter last night. Then took about three days to drive for a touchdown. Got the ball back, and then Chris Godwin almost caught a Hail Mary with zeros on the clock. So Josh Allen and his Bills getting a much-needed win. You wish you were... 8-0 at this point. You wish you were 7-1. You wish you were 6-2, and that's the reality of it is we're 5-3. and three, But we're going to continue to take it one one game at a time. Wow, he can add. <laughs> Allen threw for two scores, ran for one, and spent some time in the medical tent getting his right shoulder checked in the second quarter. He did not miss a play. Brock Purdy returned to Niners practice yesterday. That is step four of five in the return-to-play protocols. Purdy could be the first player this season to enter concussion protocols and then be cleared to play all in the same week. Tyree Kill said yesterday he'll be out there Sunday against the Patriots if they're missing a practice with a hip issue. And little-used Dalvin Cook wants to talk to his agent and Jets GM Joe Douglas about a trade. Cook got just three carries in their last game with Brees Hall fully recovered from last season's tourney. But wait a minute. I thought we're all just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come back, don't you? Not Dalvin. Just stay the course that this could be a playoff team. He already wants out. Yeah, he knows how yeah. medicine works, so he knows Rodgers is not going to play this year, <laughs> and he's not going to get carried. So where's the door? Why yeah. did we waste all that time this summer on Dalvin Cook? Remember, Dalvin Cook was the missing piece in all these places. It like, reminds me of the Odell Beckham thing from last year, yeah. where it was like, oh, where where's El- Odell Beckham going to sign? Nowhere. Well, <laughs> at least Beckham was coming off a major injury. He has an excuse. Dalvin Cook, I just feel like it's so crazy. At 27, you were washed as a running back. That's so mean to say, but it seems like that's I mean, watching him run the football and then Brees Hall coming in is like watching yeah. a Lamborghini and then having a <laughs> Honda Civic come on the field. That's what it looks like. Brees Hall has GPS. <laughs> Dalvin and Pete don't. Dalvin's running right in the line, right in the line. Well, just to clarify, he has GPS. He doesn't, he doesn't use it. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Pete. Because <laughs> uh, so. he Thank knows you. better.
So here's the Sixers' last 36 hours or so. Uh, team security might have kept James Harden off the team flight. The NBA is determining if Harden's absence from Milwaukee last night violates the new player participation policy. And you lost your debut to the Bucks, 118-117. Damian Lillard scored 39 in his debut, including the put-away three with just over a minute left. I came in knowing what was expected of me, you know, when these type of situations came. And um, I've been in enough, enough of those situations where I know it's probably not going to always be me making a shot or taking a shot. But, um, you know, they, they're encouraging me to be the person to take control and make decisions and um, – you know, decide what's going to happen in those moments. And uh, that's that's what I'm here to do. LeBron led a 17-point fourth quarter turnaround for the Lakers. The 12-point hole became a 195 win over the Suns, avoiding an 0-2 start. Phoenix didn't have Bradley Beal or Devin Booker, so Kevin Durant scored 39, passing Hakeem for 12th all-time along the way. We still don't know if they'll actually punish Michigan and Jim Harbaugh quickly, but the NCAA is apparently acting like it will. Investigators said to be in Ann Arbor now investigating the alleged illegal scouting and sign stealing. That is quicker than they would usually act. And I, you know, oh, sorry, Ann Arbor's not that big. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's an idyllic place to like go to college, you know, or to live. But you could probably pick out maybe who these investigators are. At whatever hotel they're staying at, I have a feeling they might get, like, the cold shoulder when they go to get the waffle yeah. machine at the hot well, breakfast. My hope is that they have those, like, like uh, jackets. Yeah, that, like, say DEA or whatever. <laughs> they're, say, NCAA. Bust in the door. Right. They're just, yeah. They're Step with their away fake from warrants. the computer. No, no, no. They're, like, narcs. They, they're walking around <laughs> campus. Uh, excuse me. Uh, have you seen anybody uh, videotaping a coach <laughs> with a cell phone? I'm just curious. I've been reading about this story. Hello, fellow students. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that? Steve Buscemi yeah. is a narc yeah. meme that's out there. They're wearing like Michigan hat. They just bought at the bookstore. <laughs> yeah. I hope they go undercover. That'd be sick. You can bring, oh, Ohio State sucks. We should steal their signs, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they're in the hotel room, put it on like a fake mustache and a beard. Yeah. Pretend to be a frat guy or something. Uh, I, I know you guys are worried about them. The San Jose Sharks did not get their first win of no. a hockey season last oh, night no. in oh, Tampa man. Bay. Stamkos holds. Oh. Stamkos, right point, Sergachev. Whiffs on a shot, but it comes to Kucherov, right circle. Left circle, Stamkos. Score! Stamkos! Good. Dave Mishkin. It's 5 o'clock in the morning <laughs> at some places right now. Dave Mishkin yelling, oh. Phil Esposito going good on Lightning Radio. The Sharks <laughs> taking a 6 nothing beating. They're now winless in seven games this season, 13 games going back to last year. And now back to you guys. Man, that could have just saved somebody's life, to be honest. If you were, like, you know, feeling sleepy going home <laughs> from the night shift or something, that <laughs> hockey call may have just woken you up and saved your life. Center pass. Oh! <laughs> That's a huge game, too. Big win. Big win for the Lightning. Yeah. I mean, taking those pesky Sharks down. The you can't let them get their first win against you. The chat, very, very into the idea of Pete using an Atlas yeah. <laughs> instead of a GPS. Too big. Is that like Indiana Jones? Like, we got to get Pete's car, like how they would map Indiana Jones's plane, like with the dashes that go across the map. My map quest doesn't work right now. So, <laughs> oh, a flashlight and a compass. That's <laughs> <laughs> I get to Manhattan. A ruler, everything. <laughs> I've always been prepared. Always be prepared. Pete is orienteering his way to the <laughs> office every day. Let me see my sundial. What time is it? Am I late yet? Oh, 855-212-4CBS, <laughs> hey. <laughs> 855-212-4227. Coming up, we've got picks to make. Also, 
We will have our celebrity guest picker coming up in the final hour of the show. Ooh, exciting. I know. Hopefully I, I won't give it away this week. Yeah, thank you. Perloff, put the duct tape over your mouth. We'll give you a couple hints. She's one badass chick. So it is Reese Witherspoon to balance out Ryan Phillippe. That's good journalism. <laughs> she wants to counteract yeah, some of the right. things he said. And Maggie just gave part of it away. It's a, it's a female. It is. She's badass. She's cool. It's not Reese Witherspoon. Fine. Yeah. I don't know how cool Reese Witherspoon is. Yeah, I would say Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Maybe. I have no idea. 855-212-4CBS, but probably not. 855-212-4227. We got picks for you next. Don't move. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff. Connor Bedard had no idea who Pearl Jam was. Do you think he knows who Snoop Dogg is? I think that's got to be a yes. Snoop Dogg's on two out of every three commercials right now. (laughs) Feature Snoop Dogg. He definitely knows who Snoop Dogg is. And he was in old school. Which I'm assuming Conor Bedard no, saw no, that no. movie. No, Conor Bedard was two when Old School came oh, out. Oh gosh, Conor Bedard probably saw the Super Bowl. Where he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, the Super Bowl yeah. last year. No, honestly, I, I noticed last night Snoop Dogg was on six different channels at once. He is. All right, so he probably knows Snoop Dogg. He's arguably the most famous rapper. I think he. Is. Well, you know, my daughter, it's 13. She loves Eminem, who has a certain thing too. Isn't he the best selling? Who's the best selling rapper? Eminem might be the best selling ever rapper. Yeah, I think Snoop Dogg's definitely but the most famous, famous like like yeah. recognizable. I just feel like they're both more recognizable than Dr. Dre and or Ice Cube or something. Yeah, yeah definitely. Jay Z would be in that list. Jay Z, Jay Z, Puff Daddy. Or... I think it's I think Jay Z and Snoop. I think are the most and Eminem. I say the probably the most. Yeah, I, I would... Snoop is like he transcends the rap. Yeah, that's ways. the thing. He's part of the NFL basically. <laughs> I mean, Jay Z is too. I Literally, mean, guys, Blue Face would like a word. I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> Don't yeah. go. That's a sensitive subject, I apparently. Know. The feud we never saw coming. Matthew Stafford's wife against Blueface, the rapper who had strippers at the Rams game. And the you know, they have these luxury suites that are right at field level at the Rams stadium. And so Blueface had a bunch of ladies uh, twerking and um, throwing money. I mean, what's a, I mean, it's Blueface. What would yeah. they What'd expect? What did you expect? Exactly. Yeah, it's not the Pope. Yeah. That old blue face. <laughs> Always up to, up to shenanigans. Actually, know very little about this person. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I read at the game he proposed to, did you say that proposed to his girlfriend as well? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, was she one of the ladies? I don't know. What's going on here? Not well, sure. Th- that relationship is not something we probably should get into on the show. There's I, a lot going on there. I was going to say, I know not of what I speak. Sorry, EJ, is blue face good? Is he fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> in one word, if you ask me, I mean, it's complicated, but in one word, no. Yeah. <laughs> but... It, Yes, the shenanigans surrounding Blueface, not surprising at all. Okay. Probably should have done a quick Google search before we brought him up, um, (laughs) which we did not. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Do. Let's get to some picks. Maggie and Perloff's NFL Picks. It's funny. That's what, exactly what we sound like when we're making these picks. So uh, I'm in quite a hole here. Really need a big turnaround. 8-13 and 13 on the season. Perloff is doing swimmingly. You're 12-9, and nine, Perloff. There you go. You. Yeah, I'll have what you're having. You know, this is like last season. This can turn on a dime. One week can be a totally different story. Well, how about week eight? Let's do that. Uh, how we do this on Maggie and Perloff. One over-under bet, one against the spread, one player prop. Would you like to go first? Uh, okay. I will go first. I think I'm going to make some classic mistakes this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, the one mistake that I'm trying to avoid this season is overrating one Sunday leading into the next Sunday. It's really hard not to do. But... I saw the New England Patriots have an offense uh, last week against the Buffalo Bills. So they're getting nine and a half at Miami. I just, I'm simply reading the Miami injury report. I know Tyreek Hill is going to play, but it doesn't feel like all these guys can get through a game. It's at home. I think that New England played them tough defensively once. They can do it again. They keep it within nine and a half points. I got the Pats plus 9.5. All right. Uh, For me, I'm going to go to Monday night for mine. Um, again, you don't want to overrate what happened last week, but I do think the Detroit Lions actually are a good football team, and I do think the Raiders actually are a bad football team. So I don't know if I'm going to overrate it. Spread's big. It was 7.5 last I looked. Now it's up to 8, so we'll lock it in right now at 8. But I think Detroit got very humbled against the Ravens. They need to make a big statement game. Where else? What a better place to do it than in front of your home crowd on Monday Night Football. Ooh, I like that one. Okay. Over-under. Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders, 34-31, the first meeting. I The second meeting in divisional games tends to be lower scoring, I've read. And the Eagles, if they can get a lead here, the Eagles have showed that they can strangle hold an opponent. Just do long drives, maybe score a field goal, but that's fine. I think Jalen Hurts plays ball control offense here, keeps it under 43-and-a-half. So I, I'm actually, I think the Eagles are in a pretty safe spot here against Washington. But I think they get the lead and they slow the game down going under 43.5. Okay, interesting. Uh, For my over-under, I'm actually going to go to the Bengals 49ers. And I know that there's a question about who's going to be playing quarterback for the 49ers. But I've been told it doesn't matter. Brock Purdy and (laughs) Sam Darnold, the same thing. I do not believe that. I actually think Darnold is worse. I don't think it's going to be as seamless as people think with that offense. But I'm going to take the over 43 and a half. You got the Bengals coming off of a bye. You've got the 49ers, whose defense clearly a little bit banged up, number one. But two, maybe they want to make a statement pro-off, but they've also shown that they're not totally invincible like we thought they may have been. So I'll give the over 43 and a half on yep. Bengals and 49ers. Yeah, uh, I definitely like that one. Okay. Player prop. I feel like every time you say that, I lose that bet. So, <laughs> well, I, because I bet the Niners over too before. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's one I've always. I feel like the Niners are more explosive than we're giving them credit for. Okay, player prop. Carolina plays Houston, and I think that Carolina is going to be really invested in making Bryce Young look good. Ah. Uh, so I think they throw a lot. So I'm not going with Bryce Young though. Adam Thielen has emerged as the go-to guy in that offense. He's had 200-yard games in a row. I'm going over 65 and a half yards. Now, listen, Houston's got a real defense, but if I'm Carolina, everything I'm doing here is to make Bryce Young in the passing game look good. And if they're going to do that, it's got to be through feeling. Man, I like that logic a lot. Like, yeah. this, this, They have to make Bryce look good. They're winless. C.J. Stroud's coming in. I just feel I've done some receiving yards props this season, 
there's no worse feeling when you need your guy to catch a ball and either they're running the ball or they don't have the ball. So I worry Houston's defense will be the story here, but Carolina is going to give it everything they have. Uh, okay, for my player prop, I'm going to Perloff's favorite team, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me an A.J. Brown over 89.5 receiving yards because I think this game might be tight. I mean, yeah. the commanders always play the Eagles pretty tight. It's I think you're probably going to have to keep throwing on this team, and yeah. A.J. Brown is on a tear right now. A.J. Brown's made a statement to the NFL. I am the baddest man here. He might not be the best wide receiver, but he is the toughest wide receiver. I think he's talking himself, or not talking himself, he's playing himself into the conversation of, like, top five receivers, top Definitely. three, something uh, like that. And if he keeps putting up these big numbers, I feel like getting him at 89 and a half is kind of a steal. I don't know if I should be worried about the Devontae Smith taking some of his carries, or some of his rece- yeah. receptions, but... You know, I said I like your first two. You don't I, love this one? I do worry that Washington also knows A.J. Brown as a top five receiver. If I'm <laughs> playing the Eagles, I'm going to make Devontae Smith beat me, not A.J. Brown. But then again, it's Washington. You never know what they're going to do. I do like it, but I think the commanders, their first thing, take out the best player. Yeah. And the best player in this situation is A.J. Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe Washington uh, might not be able to do that, even if they want to. Well, they're, they're showing off Chase Young and Montez Sweat for the trade deadline. That, that defense is going to come inspired. So I'm worried here because I got the over, I got over 43, under 43 and a half. If AJ Brown goes for over 90 yards, I'm in trouble. So we're kind of going head to head here. There we go. So those are our three NFL picks for week eight. Again, I'm taking the Lions laying the eight on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. I'm taking over 43 and a half with Cincinnati and 49ers and the AJ Brown 89 and a half receiving yards. Gosh, that Raiders game. I'm glad you gave me a reason to watch this because the Raiders are playing in some boring games. But that's <laughs> Wait, do you want to go very through your three picks? Say oh, it again. Thielen over 65 and a half. Eagles under 40. Eagles commanders under 43 and a half. Patriots plus nine and a half. You're sort of an AFC East whisperer. Yeah. What do you see happening down in Miami this weekend? No freaking clue. Right? Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> no freaking clue. I, I have no idea. I don't think Mac Jones is going to have another game like that. And- well, the yeah. Patriots offensive line, they got all these guys back. Cole Strange is back, so it might be better than I've been giving them credit for. I'll tell you what, but with when the Patriots, even with Tom Brady, used to always struggle in Miami. But that was generally later in the season when you're not used to the hot weather. That was the good Patriots team. I think reverse logic, the bad Patriots played better in Miami. There you go. There you go. All right. Those are our picks. We'll tweet them out at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Coming up, one team breathing a sigh of relief, but should they? Get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.